Listener Production. Greetings, Sarah. It's Richard. I'm a father of two young children and for the past couple of years have noticed that every time I get into bed, I just spend hours and hours scrolling on social media. It's made it really difficult for me to fall asleep and then also leaves me in just the worst mood. I also haven't woken up feeling refreshed in a crazy long time, but I feel like it's my only downtime between working full time and then spending time with my kids. Would you have any advice on how I can break out of this doom scrolling spiral? Thank you so much for your question, Richard. This is a topic, doom scrolling, that so many of us would be able to relate to, if not every single person, whether you're a parent or not. You're definitely not alone. I can tell you that personally I've grappled with this and there are definitely a few strategies that I can give you today that will help you work through getting out of this bad cycle of doom scrolling. So first, let me just say, you're doing a great job managing two children and firstly aiming to find time for yourself to unwind as well, because that within itself can be so hard. But we know that too much of anything can be a problem. We've all been there, like I said, scrolling through social media, videos, news sites, streaming shows. Sometimes a lot of the time, it's just even bringing our work to bed you may lose track of time and you don't even realise that you're feeling stressed when you started and then you're doom scrolling and you're getting into this trap where you're feeling more stressed out by it. So this constant influx of information and sensational news can take a toll on our mental well-being, but breaking this cycle of scrolling can be so easily done. So firstly, I would say it's about having a balance. I'm not saying put away the phone altogether because for 99% of us out there, that's not going to, you know, we're not going to be doing that or we're not going to be getting off social media altogether. But what you need to do is set boundaries for yourself. So for example, just like you allocate time for say work, meals with the kids, playtime, what's a great thing to do is allocate specific time slots for your own screen time separate to being in the bedroom. Let your kids know that during those times, you might just need a few moments to unwind, but when that's done, you will be fully present with them. What can even be quite fun is to get them to set and manage the time of themselves so they're involved, so they totally know what's going on and that you're obviously a great example for them. So I find that using that downtime to explore new hobbies or activities rather than just aimlessly scrolling is such a win-win as well because you start to engage your mind differently and model healthy behaviour to your children, which is the number one thing that you want to be doing. So when you are scrolling, mindful consumption is important too. It's easy to get sucked into the endless scroll. So what you need to do is make a conscious effort to follow accounts that bring you joy, they may inspire you or provide information that you value. Many years ago, I made the decision to stop following things that were going on in the media, things that would basically upset me or trigger, but just negative 
media consumption. As soon as I did that, I started to feel a lot lighter and just positive throughout my day. And I can tell you the things that you need to know that happen in this world, you will find them out. So you don't need to be sitting on a news site five times a day to be following exactly what's going on. You can unfollow or mute accounts that contribute to your negativity or anxiety. If you feel like it will look bad if you unfollow a friend, but maybe a lot of their feed is negative, just mute their account and they won't know. You're in control of your online experience. So don't forget that. As I mentioned before, involving kids in these changes is super fun and it's probably key to being successful as well. So make certain areas a no phone or no screen zone. Ask them what they enjoy doing together, you know, as a family and use those moments to disconnect from the online world. Could be board games, some sort of outdoor adventure fun or just even like cooking together can create some really, really special memories. So remember, kids learn by example. So when they see you prioritising these face-to-face moments, they'll follow suit and absolutely value them too over screen time. You know, I remember when journalist Johan Hari, when I spoke to him on A Life of Greatness, he talked a lot about social addiction and said, You can only consciously think about one or two things at a time. That's it. This is a fundamental limitation of the human brain. The human brain has not significantly changed in 40,000 years. It's not going to change on any time scale. We're going to see, you can only think about one or two things at a time. But what happens is scientists, when they get people into labs, they get people to think they're doing more than one thing at a time. Mm. And people absolutely convinced they can. I was. The average American teenager believes they can follow six or seven forms of media at the same time. (laughs) So when they get people to do that, what they discover is you can't think about more than one thing at a time. What you do is you juggle very quickly between them. What was that person just saying to me on WhatsApp? What did Sarah just ask me? What's happening on the TV show? Wait, what's this message on Facebook? We're juggling. Your consciousness papers over it. You don't quite realise you're juggling. And it turns out that comes with a really big cost. The technical term for it is the switch cost effect. Mm. When you try and do more than one thing at a time, you will do all the things you're trying to do much less competently. Lastly... I want to talk about mindfulness and reflection. Before you pick up your phone, take a moment to check in with yourself. Are you genuinely looking for information or connection or are you just falling into the doom scrolling trap? Because sometimes I know that I've done it in the past. I'm used to just picking it up and looking at my email and I'll do that so many times a day that I'm like, why am I doing that? I'm not expecting something to come in that's so urgent. So just be mindful of when you pick up your phone, what you're exactly doing. You know, sometimes a quick pause can redirect your focus. Where you'd normally scroll on your phone in bed, you could swap that for a gratitude practice, whether that's simply just reflecting on the day in your head or journaling. Just take a few minutes to remind yourself everything you're grateful for from that day. It shifts your perspective and helps you appreciate the really positive aspects of life, even in challenging times. It's relaxing and it's a great way to get you ready for sleep. So breaking out of that doom scrolling spiral is a journey and you're already on the right path by seeking solutions. So give yourself a big pat on the back. Remember, it's not about completely eliminating online time. It's about regaining control and then finding that healthy balance. Remember, your time is precious and by making intentional choices, 
you'll create more meaningful moments with your loved ones. If you want to listen to my episode that I mentioned with journalist Johan Hari, then go to the episode show notes where I've popped a link to it. Listener. 